ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, March 17th, 2023. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. that good old St. Patty's Day jam. Get out your bagpipes, flutes, your fiddles, I don't know, whatever instruments they got, and uh, grab a Guinness Slancha? Slancha? Is that how you say cheers? All right, it's been a minute, folks. And shout out to all my friends in Galway. All right, we got Bachelor content to get to today. Actually, a ton of little stories. Charity Lawson on Good Morning America. I'm going to share that entire clip for you guys. Plus, we've got a deleted scene that Jesse Palmer posted. I'm going to share that for you as well. And um, what else? Oh, yeah. Let's lead it off with the story of the day. Is it? Who knows? Bachelorette Gabby Windy and Dancing with the Stars pro Alan Bernston seemed very into one another and cozy first date. A source tells people that the hope for both of them is that something blossoms from this. Uh, yeah, they took a photo in front of the um, uh, Beverly Hills, uh, I don't know, what is that, uh, Italian restaurant there? And um, they, Alan became Gabby's dance partner when her partner, Val Chimarkovsky, came down with COVID. And they have been dancing together in the um, live uh, tour, which I believe just ended. So who knows, maybe they've been together for longer, even though the source says it was their first date. Either way, happy for them. Very exciting stuff. And our next story, actually, I'm going to share is a little bit on the heavier side in the sense that it's um, got a trigger warning of domestic violence. And it's uh, Jesse Palmer interviewing Brooklyn on this past Woman Tell All. The clip did not air on the TV show, but they aired it on social media, which, of course, sucks. They could have absolutely made time for it. But let's listen to Jesse talk to Brooklyn on the hot seat. I think one of the most powerful moments of the entire season was during your one-on-one date with Zach in the Bahamas when you showed tremendous bravery and you opened up and spoke about a past relationship that was abusive. You showed unbelievable amounts of courage. I think it was helping people at home that may have found themselves in a similar situation. There are people at home right now that are watching this that might be in an abusive relationship themselves. What would you say to them? Oh, gosh. Wow. First and foremost, that they're strong and courageous and worthy of the love they deserve, um, but also that healing is not a linear journey. You know, mm. it is an active choice. The hardest part is leaving and to continue to choose yourself every day and to continue to heal because it does get better because you do deserve and they do. Every, we all deserve so much better than any of that. Brooklyn, it's such a powerful message. Thank you. All right, so there it is. That's what Jesse Palmer wanted to release on his social media. I think it's great that he released it on his Instagram and was able to help share Brooklyn's story as a as a fighter and as someone who's um, taking control of her life. And on a side sort of parallel story from that, because it's a different topic where it's not one of abuse from a domestic partnership, but actual abuse and harassment from a fan base, a parasocial relationship, that relationship that people feel like they have with people they are fans of that we see. Uh, uh, we see this happen in, um, in in influencer culture. And, I, and I'm and i talking, oh, you know, it's actually interesting. We go from Brooklyn to Brianna, Brianna Media. We've been sharing her story now for a couple of weeks. Actually, it's only been uh, a week since she released this devastating blow on her in- Instagram where she shared that she hired a private investigator to find 
the names of 200 plus different accounts that have trolled her, harassed her, and she said three of those accounts she is taking uh, criminal action against. I've got a couple clips from her Instagram story. Here's an update as I've promised it for you guys. So um, I just finally got into my email and um, there's a lot of apologies in there and you know some from anonymous accounts still but some from or most from people's real names and real emails um and i've always said that i would never forgive these people that i wouldn't read their apologies that their apologies would mean nothing to me but they did they really did. You know, a lot of it was still not an excuse. You know, the whole, well, you're a public person. We thought you weren't. But they did mean something. Very interesting stuff there from Brianna Media saying that the apologies did mean something. That was actually uh, from her Instagram story a couple days ago. As she said earlier, like, your apologies don't matter. I'm out for revenge, pretty much. We called her the Liam Neeson of influencing, right? Take no prisoners. But now she's uh, said, all right, just because she has the names of all these other people uh, doesn't mean she's going to necessarily out them. She said maybe some she will. And this is where we get into the sort of normalizing that's happening of exposing your trolls and just saying their names. It doesn't mean you're going to hunt them down. It just means that they are going to be responsible for the words that they say. Here's what Brianna had to say about a corporation who did the right thing by not believing the trolls. And afterwards, I'm going to share with you private messages I've received that may be duping me. And at the very end of today's episode, I'm going to answer your questions. I posed on Instagram yesterday, my Instagram, dneals, uh, uh, asking if anyone has any questions for our 100th episode, which, by the way, I think we missed. It was yesterday. So this is for 101. I'll answer your questions at the end of this video, at the end of this podcast. But here's what Brianna has to say on her Instagram story today regarding the relationship she has with um, accounts that are also, you know, targets for cancellation. Long story. Um, stick around. I think it's interesting, but I do too. You guys have plenty of Netflix to watch, so just throwing it out there. All right, I almost feel like I have to say this is not a sponsored post. Um, (laughs) but um, I wanted to give an example of what happens if companies do ninety seconds of due diligence. Uh, when they receive these messages about influencers. So um, this is goal zero. And an anonymous account says, Hey, goal zero, I noticed you deleted the comment asking me to respond from my normal profile. But I think wanting anonymity is justifiable considering a history of doxing on Brianna's end. Mind you, at this point, all I had ever done is share Instagram handles. That's not doxing. Stop. Uh, let's see. It's disappointing to see a company throw their advertising dollars at someone who is, at best, a mediocre outdoor advocate. 
and at worst encourages reckless and damaging behavior. It's hard to believe you are all about LNT while sponsoring someone who doesn't abide by BLM restrictions. Have we ever once seen her pick up her dog's poop? <laughs> Y'all, I am... So this person is upset that they didn't see this influencer pick up her dog poop. Grasping at straws, we are. Now, I'm sharing this all with you because, you know, it's one thing to say... Uh, you know, oh, I'm getting harassed by these online trolls, whatever. It's another to see how the sausage is made, the inner workings. They reach out to corporations. And honestly, that you might have a $50,000. This might be your biggest client of the year that cancels you or fires you because of what one or two random people may say. And yes, I want to live in a world where we believe all people, where we think that we all have the best intentions. But when we can post from anonymous accounts, this stuff does happen. This isn't that rare that someone's trying to get an influencer fired. And it's just interesting to hear that the corporation isn't going to take the bait. Have a listen. From henceforth on, my Instagram story will be nothing but me picking up close up picking up a giant steaming pile of hold on she added an extra ever at the end in all caps have we ever seen her pick up her dog's poop ever never ever because that would be so weird to record that video what the f have we ever seen her outline the BLM, that's Bureau of Land Management for those who don't know. Um, have we ever seen her outline the, the BLM guidelines for dispersed camping? What am I, a forest ranger? Like, I am a lady on the internet who goes out in the desert with her dogs. If you're not getting the information you're looking for from me, go somewhere else. Anyways, all this to say, if you're looking for some um, BLM guidelines, go to the BLM website. Okay? All right. Onward. <laughs> um, she says, and it has to be said, you could probably find someone who would at least move the solar panel from underneath the table for her spawn con. And then she goes on. <laughs> uh, she sent some screenshots of my stories um, and says, here's her blatantly disregarding the 14-day rule. So Goal Zero responds, Hi there, there are no date stamps on those photos. All right, this goes on for a shockingly kind of long amount of time, so I'm going to try to like summarize. Um, so Goal Zero says, what's your name? What a concept. Uh, and then this person says, "I again, I do not wish to be doxxed. And Goal Zero says, Doxed? I'm not sure what that is, to be honest. Precious. Is this why you have a burner account? This is not an influencer that we work with directly. We did not supply her with any product. What actions are you hoping for out of us? And she says, I am hoping that you will end... So then, so then it goes back and forth where Brianna shares that they were basically trying to get Brianna canceled. And it turns out Brianna wasn't even under a sponsorship deal with this corporation. She had just tagged them. So if you post something on Instagram and you have haters and you link it to someone who's sponsoring you, chances are haters are going to contact those sponsors. And I know, and, and so this person, when 
the corporation didn't bow down to this person's knee. The person then called Brown a racist. And that's essentially what it all whittles down to. As you guys know, I've had to deal with this one or two. I can't tell if it's one person or two people because they'll call me from different uh, burner phone numbers onto the voicemail line, which I don't mind if people call the voicemail line. I just don't always check it. 401-213-9828. I usually just check it during the live streams. But they, this person who I didn't know their face, their ethnicity, uh, anything about them, called me racist and transphobic for like clapping back at them after they had clapped back at me, and then accused me of using my platform to um, spew hate onto them, even though I was just responding in kind. So it's almost like people feel entitled online to dish out hate because you are the public figure, and by public I mean you being the content creator or someone who is in front of the camera or product, um, I guess people just feel like they are entitled to that. And I always look at it this way. Like, I love my audience. I love you guys for being there to support me. But it's just not a one-on-one conversation. I rely on thousands of you guys in order to get sponsorship deals and ad revenue on all that. But I have to be me. I, I can't bow down to the needs of every single one of you. I've tried that when people complain about things. And you have to realize every single person is fighting a different fight. So if I try to play nice or say certain words, you know, some people want me to swear less, some want me to swear more, some want me to roast this, roast that. And it's just like, I have to be true to myself. And then you as an audience have to respect that what you're here for is at least a, a, a an effort at my authenticity, not an echo chamber where I tell you what you want to hear. And if that's what you need, you are in the wrong place. And I feel like Brianna is trying to say the same thing. Like, just unfollow me if you don't like it. Now, I personally would love it if I never burned any bridges. I would love it if I don't have a bunch of one-star reviews from evangelical people that think I'm harsh on their religion and and this and that, or people that think I'm a bully for clapping back. But like I always say, you got to crack an egg to make an omelet. And sometimes it's more fun to lose a few followers when you have to roast the unbelievable, you know, ones. And uh, I think for the most part, those that have stuck around find our content to be very fair. All right. So Charity Lawson's the next Bachelorette. We're going to share what she said. Uh, but here first, let's listen to her full full interview on Good Morning America from yesterday morning. Have a listen. This is huge news. After trying to find love as a contestant on her own rules, The Bachelor, on that show, The Bachelor, the new Bachelorette has been revealed. Charity Lawson is ready to try again. Charity, you gave your heart. We watched you give it so much. But this time, you are in charge. And you're joining us for our first live interview since announcing Bachelorette, certainly. So i got to ask you, I mean, I know. Let's put that show behind us and let's move forward. What's it like being the new Bachelorette? It is an indescribable feeling. I am so honored, so excited. I still feel like I'm dreaming, so still processing what those feelings are like, but I definitely am so excited for what's to come. So, we- by the way, these interviews are so bad. You know, they're they're just obviously like these PR blitzes where Good Morning America wants to know, Charity, we followed your season. It's like no, there's no way that they do. But of course, it's uh, all synergy, baby. Good Morning America on ABC, which also hosts The Bachelorette. If I'm gonna watch this content, I need to microdose. I just need to calm my mind. It gives me anxiety. And of course, as you know, today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. 
an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. I tell you all, I tell you this all the time. It's not about getting high for me. It's about melting into my pillow for a great night's sleep without morning grogginess. Microdosing does that for me. It helps me curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. You know my schedule. I make content, YouTube videos all morning, afternoon, stand up at night. The last thing I need is a poor night's sleep. Not going to happen. Not on my watch, folks. So please... Take my advice and check out Microdose at Microdose.com. They're available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, go to Microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. That's a big discount. 30% off your first order. Rush hour is the code. When you go to order the uh, go, when you go to order the gummies, it'll say in the checkout, you just type in rush hour. Links will be found in the show description below. And again, that's microdose.com code rush hour. All right, back to the edible. I mean, back to the uh, GMA interview. We watched on the show, and you know, you were fan favorite, your favorite of mine. So we watched on the show, and really and truly, you know, your season ended because of your honesty. You put your heart right out there. So, you know, on this, how easy is it to go from that to doing it kind of again? I think it's, it's I mean, it's going to be challenging, but I think for me, I am very open with my emotions and I wear my heart on my sleeve. So yeah. I feel like if anything, it's going to be easier, but, you know, it does come with, come with its challenges. And I don't know what that will be like, but um, I, I plan on staying just as open. Yeah, but I love this, that you already are prepared for the fact that this is a whole different thing and there are going to be all new things to have to go through on this. And it looks like you're, yeah, absolutely. But it looks like you're kind of ready for it. Everybody has what they want out of a partner. We all have almost like a little secret list that we carry around. But I think there are also some non-negotiables. You know, some of that is, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, he was charming? Wouldn't it be nice if she had a great job? But there are some things that are non-negotiables. Do you have them? Yeah, I I feel like for me, I definitely am looking for someone who is a compassionate person. So someone who is extremely kind and treats others well. I think for me, that's something that I value and I have in myself. So I also want that in my partner. But also, I love to laugh and have a good time. So a sense of humor, I think that's huge. So anyone who can come out with a good joke or two is a winner. Yeah, because you're not just in it for the show. You're in it for the long haul here. And let me tell you, those, you know, 10 plus years of marriage, you got to have a sense of humor. He has to have a sense of humor, right? And also, none of these relationships actually end in a 10-year marriage, but that is wishful thinking. All right, now, for sure. For sure. On this road, on this journey of the show, there's some amazing travel opportunities. Do you get Mm -hmm. to choose that? Have you kind of picked on where some of the amazing maybe date opportunities might be and some of the exciting places in the world? Yeah, um, I don't really have much of a say, but I will say that I have some few destinations that I kind of tossed out there where I want to go. So Greece is one of them. So we're going to kind of put that out in the air. Oh, that's and a good hope- one. The producers are like, ah, that's kind of expensive. How do you feel about Croatia? Hopefully, yeah. Ho- Croatia's poor man's Greece. I'm kidding. Croatia's beautiful. The point is, it's a little bit cheaper than uh, Sicily. Hopefully we, we get to go there. But, I mean, I'm open to anything, I think, with the right person, I think, any date will be fun. Maybe some things that are off limits. Um, 
not open to like the cage swimming with sharks like that you is know, butt stuff not happening but <laughs> anything else I am ready for <laughs> no sharks no booties come on no to some things because it's a tough show we're all going to be watching we're all going to be pulling for you and the bachelorette thank you by the way for coming in to stop by and say hi charity thank you're just you. you're just lovely the bachelorette returns to our screens this summer and the bachelor airs monday nights at 8 oh, p.m this summer interesting you know i was wondering if they do bachelorette before bachelor in paradise or do bachelor in paradise and then bachelorette uh, we've, we've had a few different uh, ways they've run it the last couple of years. All right. But that's, I mean, I always say interesting, fascinating, but to be honest, that was a complete, uh, waste of an interview, but Hey, good on charity. She's not her fault. It's just garbage. You know what I mean? All right. Well, did I not share this info before? Whenever there's a notable holiday, I like to give you guys some facts. St. Patrick's day is the feast day, March 17th of St. Patrick, patron saint of Ireland, born in Britain. That's right. He's from Britain in the late fourth century kidnapped at the age of 16 and taken to Ireland as a slave. He escaped but returned about 432 CE to convert the Irish to Christianity. By the time of his death on March 17th, 461, he had established monasteries, churches, and schools. Many legends grew up around him, for example, that he drove the snakes out of Ireland and used the shamrock to explain the Trinity. Ireland came to celebrate his day with religious services and feasts. And if you're from Boston, Massachusetts, a lot of public urination. Trust me, don't go to Boston on St. Patrick's Day. It was emigrants, particularly to the U.S., who transformed St. Patrick's Day into a largely secular holiday of revelry and celebration of things Irish. That's right. Leave it to the United States to turn it into a marketing ploy for uh, for uh, drinks, for booze, beer, and um uh, corned beef hash and cabbage. Cities with large numbers of Irish immigrants who often wielded political power staged the most extensive celebrations, which included elaborate parades. Boston held its first St. Patrick's Day parade in 1737, followed by New York City in 1762. And of course, since 1962, Chicago has colored its river green to mark the holiday. Um... They say blue was the color uh, traditionally associated with St. Patrick. Green is now commonly connected with the day. Irish and non-Irish alike commonly participate in the wearing of the green. And yeah, of course, corned beef and cabbage associated with the holiday and even beer is sometimes dyed green to celebrate the day. Uh, although some of these practices eventually were adopted by the Irish themselves, they did so largely for the benefit of tourists. Oh yeah, they're like, oh yeah, it's the look of the Irish, come on over here. And they're like, oh, these freaking blokes. But either way, that's the story of the Irish. And uh, of course, we have the Irish flu, which is the hangover you get on March 18th. And then the Irish curse, which of course I always say is uh, is a certain uh, sexual distress we call it the Irish curse because it's all potatoes and no meat, uh, which, uh, of course, is always a fun visual to get. Who's ready to carbo load? Get your starches, folks. All right. All jokes here. All jokes. Um, what else do we have to share? Oh, you know what? Let's get right into it. Um, you know what? I'll keep on playing some uh, some of this um, Celtic music in the background. And I'm going to. So there was one more story from YouTube that I'm not going to sh share with you guys here today. But that story is that ratings are actually up 3% from last season. Whether that's true or not, I've got no idea. But um, that story can be found on YouTube if you want to check it out. All right, let's go to a QA I did on Instagram. I'm going to answer some of your questions. Um, first one What do you know now that you wish you knew 100 episodes ago? 
Um, uh, that's a great question. I think what I did wrong with the podcast initially is I was just trying to copy and paste all of my sound from my initial YouTube videos and throw it up on podcast. But I learned that the podcast audience is a little bit different and I'm trying to give you guys a unique experience separate from YouTube. It takes a lot more time. But if you want to see how I make the podcast happen, you can go actually check out my private live stream Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal for as little as $5 a month. I actually think the cheapest is $4 if you buy for the year. You can actually watch me put together this live stream. The live stream, the Patreon audience is actually in the chat room right now watching this all go down. So if you have any interest in seeing the behind the scenes, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Victoria Jameson asked a question. She was on this past season of The Bachelors. She says, who do you want to see on Paradise and why is it me? Yeah, I think Victoria Jameson would be good on Paradise. Um, you know, Woman Tell All is an audition for Paradise and she tried to get in as many zings as possible. But in the end, it's like, do they want you or not? You know, so we'll have to see. Uh, Anastasia asked, what made you want to cover the Bachelor franchise in the first place? I've covered it for about uh, eight years now. Um, I just always felt like the easiest water cooler um, uh, show to, to have a water cooler conversation about. And considering I already have a vast interest in relationships in general, it's kind of worked out. Um, Kate, Caitlin McPherson said, best part of your trip. Of course, I just got back from Bali. Honestly, I think the best memory is watching Tasha take videos of the monkeys because just watching how her eyes lit up. Um, Tasha's always wanted to be like a Nat Geo photographer. I think I'm going to buy her for her birthday a um, a long lens. Like we have a 185 millimeter lens, but I think I'm going to buy her like an 800 millimeter lens because we do have a plan to travel to, and I don't want to say which country in Africa because it's not finalized, but we might be traveling to um, Uganda, there's a few different options. I'd love to go to Madagascar. Um, there's a few different options for where we may travel in Africa. And um, that may happen this year or next. We might push it back. But either way, um, she's going to need that long lens because she loves doing uh, animal photography. So, yeah, I think my, my great, I think that was probably the most fun I had was just um, experiencing a different culture with, um, with Tasha. Uh, another question, what was the best part of the honeymoon besides, you know, the lovey part in carbs? Uh, yeah, also, yeah, like um, the, 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 the way people treated us was just with so much kindness. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's because we were on our honeymoon or what, but people, the everyone we came in, t- in touch with was just so kind. Um, do you ever feel overwhelmed by pressure to produce content? Well, I don't feel overwhelmed in, in, in the way you might think, but there is... I'm not good with planning, but I think my brain in whatever version of ADHD that I have, I think it thrives off of knowing that on every single day I make content, you know, uh, in a certain way. Like it's the only structure in my life that I actually have. So do I feel pressure? Not so much, but of course, when I was on travel days, when I was traveling back from Bali, I had to have content ready to go. So my last night in Bali, you know, when Tasha was long passed out, I was up for several hours making content, making the podcast, getting it ready because I have sponsors and this and that. So it's not a pressure so much. It's been a new way of organizing my life. But Tasha knows and, you know, we still I'll still take regular time off on the weekends. And, you know, I try to compartmentalize my day so that I get out of the house and do stand up comedy and go work out and do other things. But I think that it has been a rather healthy 
um, daily activity that I do, and I have no problem doing that while also traveling as it um, you know continues to pay the bills. Amy Lynn said, what was the best part of the honeymoon? Oh, so a lot of honeymoon questions here. Let's see if there's any other... Um, Cross Stitching Queen says, have you purchased a Tesla yet? No, I balked on it. I balked on getting the Tesla um, because, and, and by the way, I'm glad I did because my tax bill came in and it's double what I thought it was going to be. It's a lot of money. I, it's my, my tax bill is basically the cost of a Tesla. And which is fine. I'm all about paying your taxes. I just like, you know, as, um, as a boss, I, I'm, I have myself on salary. So I pay taxes as an employer and an employee and, uh, you know, all these other things. So I'm not asking for anyone to cry me a river here, but <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I'm going to hold off on this Tesla. I'm also considering buying a house this year. And as far as getting approved for a, a house loan, you're not supposed to have a, um, any like outstanding debt. Um, so yeah, a lot of questions about Bali, but I think we got to the, all of those different answers. So I want to thank you guys so much for helping me get to a hundred episodes. We got here so fast. I was actually surprised we already hit a hundred, but it's uh, honestly because of all of your uh, commitment. I didn't know when I started this, if we would even, you know, if it would take off and it still has a long way to go. Um, I may be, I may be doing, um, actually I'll tell you guys, I may be doing Caitlin Bristow's podcast. It's never official till it is, but I've been asked to do it. Um, I actually was supposed to record it, but it was during my honeymoon that they asked me. So I, I was like, I'm in Indonesia, let's wait. But either way, she is who I consider the godfather and godmother. She is the god deity of Bachelor Nation. And to do her podcast will be very good for ours. And we're going to continue to reach out to others. But if there's any podcast you listen to that you want to hear me on, I will go to the end of the world and back to promote this show and to share uh, what we're doing with others. Uh, Your mom and dad podcast I went on. We got a ton of new listeners from there. But if you're a fan of Chicks in the Office or anyone else, um, I'm actually planning on flying into New York possibly in May or soon for some shows. So if there's any New York podcasts like Chicks in the Office or any others you think I'd be a good fit on, reach out to them. Let them know. Almost Famous. I mean, there's plenty of podcasts in the Bachelor world that don't necessarily reach out to people like me because I wasn't on the show, but I think we've got a lot of value to offer and I'm happy to keep on doing whatever interviews till my voice goes out uh, just to uh, you know make sure that um, we're getting as much attention and attraction to this show. The other ways you guys can help if you want is to just share us with your friends, family, and other communities. And also don't forget to follow, subscribe, and uh, make sure that you are... Um, Oh, what's, what's the other one? Oh, rating and reviewing. So if you haven't already, make sure you can rate and review. That helps all this stuff out, uh, you know, for the algorithm purposes. And all right, that's going to do it for me. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. I may have some YouTube content for you this weekend. So go, uh, go over to YouTube, make sure you're subscribed and check all that out. All right, here, back to some nice Irish music. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye.